0: Greetings, Indigenous Earthlings. Here we are again on another Monday afternoon, and it's time for For Land's Sake. And you're right, this is not Bill Kite. We're turning the tables on Bill Kite. Instead of being the interviewer, Bill is the interviewee. Bill Kite, welcome to your own program.
1: Well, thank you, sir. I'm in the hot seat for sure now. So (laughs) thank you, Luke, for, for being here.
0: So uh, we're here because you are here, I should say, in your capacity as the executive director of the Glenwood Historical Society. Correct. Tell us a little about about that organization. When did it get going? What kind of work do you do in this community?
1: Right. Well, it got going back in the 60s when a bunch of people got together and were interested in trying to preserve Glenwood's history. And so they formed the Historical Society, and as luck would have it, they were looking for a place to display all the artifacts and put archives together and that sort of thing. And they found a a donation of a a building, actually a a house, uh, at 1001 Colorado Avenue, one block south of the post office. And uh, it was the Shoemate family that had that, um, Stella and Churchill Shoemate. They had no children. And uh, so they uh, deeded that over to the Historical Society back in 1971. And so we've been there ever since. We house uh, a vast collection uh, of photographs of Glenwood Springs, the early days through modern times. We have uh, such things as the whole um, building of the bridge that CMC CMC gave us that shows the whole thing in time-lapse. Oh, Things like that, that uh, archives, we have a lot of people that come in that are authors looking for information, people looking for genealogy for their family where they're buried and that sort of thing. So we have a, a lot of history that we house there at the, at the museum. How did those collections come about? Was it interested citizens throughout the history of Glenwood that Co- collected all that material? Exactly. That's that's what it was. And uh, you know, we get all sorts of things given to us, and anymore we have hardly any place to put anything. So, so I always ask, well, send us a photograph, uh, you know. And then we also have people, seems like regularly, that want to show us their photograph of Doc Holliday.
0: Of course. And, uh, it's all about Doc, uh, It right? is.
1: It is. Supposedly, we got a lot more history in <laughs> Glenwood than Doc, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, and we'd really like to, uh, to like to exhibit that more. We have some plans. I'm writing a five-year plan now. Uh, because we had a strategic plan back back in 1919, uh, 19. I was dating myself, <laughs> in, in uh, at, at 2017, and it's uh, five years old, so it's time to do a new strategic plan, and we, we got uh, pushed a little bit to do that, and I'm glad that we, we were, because uh, we have plans on doing satellite, other satellites besides Doc Holiday one in the basement of the Hotel Colorado to show the brig and the Navy history, uh, we'd like uh, to have a, a place uh, to do Women of Color of Glenwood Springs, uh, Colorado, and basically uh, we think that that would really be a good thing to do. We're just finding a place where we can take uh, that story to. Instead of having people come to the museum, we'd like to take the museum to the to the population in town there. You're sort of doing that with Bullock's aren't you? That's the that's the whole thing that started it. Yeah, we realized uh, that, you know, it uh, that would be a good good way to do that. So it's been real beneficial to us and the Bullock family's been generous with us to have us uh, stay there at, at that one spot where the old hotel uh, burned and you have a burned beam showing uh, in in the inside there and a bunch of paraphernalia and uh, Michael Chandler has been kind enough to give us uh, some of his stuff on loan to show. So that that was the start of the idea of the Satellite uh, uh-huh. Museum. Uh-huh. Huh. Globwood has always struck me
0: as a community that appreciates its history. I don't know if that's still
1: true. Is that still true? Well, I certainly hope so. We're going to find out because I, I'm uh, encouraging the public to um, write letters or emails to the city council. And uh, the way to do that, I've got permission from Ryan Muse, the uh, city clerk, just to send it to him. Uh, and his uh, email address is ryan.muse, R-Y-A-N dot M-U-S-E, at C-O-G-S U-S. And C-O-G-S is for City of Glenwood Springs. And uh-huh. so that's why we're encouraging people just to show the uh, council when we meet with them on March the 2nd, on a Thursday, March. That's what we're hoping for. We've asked for that time slot. And we give our annual report at that time, so we will have a, a report of what we've done, which is re- we are required by the uh, money that we get from the city. You know, I hear a lot.
0: We'll get more into that meeting in just a few minutes here, but I've heard a lot of uh, involvement from the city. Is the county involved at all in funding your organization?
1: Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, uh, they have pledged 50000 to us nope. for uh, Coke ovens uh, when we get to that point. And the city also gave us 50000 for the coke oven rehabilitation, uh-huh. which is important to us because that uh, road, the airport road, will become a major road if the bridge, and when it's not if, it's when the bridge goes in, the south bridge. And we want that to have the quality it should for an experience, not only for locals, but tourists because it's a part of history that's important, and that, that's the part of history that the city and the county are supporting us with. Just
0: as a side note, is the, is your organization also involved with the Cardiff Schoolhouse at
1: all? No, we're not. Um, not at all involved with that, but uh-huh. we have uh, been in touch and will continue to be in touch with the folks there in Cardiff who are glad we're doing something with those ovens because they've been a source of vandalism and that sort of thing. And so we're starting this spring to do the preparation for uh, getting that whole site uh, back to where it should be. And we got a grant from Colorado History through the Colorado Historic Fund to do that. And uh, so we're really anxious to get going with that. Carolyn uh, Sipperly is the project manager for that, also our archivist. And so we're anxious to get going with that project.
0: Wow. Is that going to require some archaeological work? It
1: might. We have to uh, make sure we have an archaeologist on site when we do that kind of work. And so Metcalf Archaeology was the group that's going to be doing that for us out of Eagle. Huh. Huh.
0: And is your organization also involved with Lookout Mountain Cemetery or where – is that what it's called? What's it called?
1: Well, it's uh, the Linwood Cemetery. Linwood. And also called the Pioneer Cemetery, Uh and that's owned by the city. And uh, we do the ghost walk there every year. Uh, two weekends of October around things, around uh, Halloween.
0: One of your fundraising activities. <laughs> Correct, the, yep. The Ghost Walk.
1: Yep, we do have a few fundraisers. That and the gingerbread competition there at the Hotel Colorado. Uh, Melville family's been really good about letting us use the Roosevelt Room to do that, and people really like that right at the time the lights are lit there for the hotel and, or day after Thanksgiving.
0: Well, this March 2nd meeting is crucial for your organization, Bill, because they are considering a request from you for some funding from a tax that was instituted some time ago. So maybe you could explain a little bit about what's going to happen at this meeting and what's happened up to this point.
1: Right. Well, it's interesting how we are funded because uh, there was an A&I tax that was passed back in the 1980s. Citizens got together. They wanted a community center, which we have now. And uh, part of that uh, tax had a uh, provision for funding the historical society, the operation of the historical society. And uh, so basically it was renewed in 1998 and raised to one cent with a sunset of 20 years. And then before it expired in 2016 – for another 30 years, um, it, it was goes until 2046 now, so we've been a part of that tax as a funding source ever since 1991, and that that uh, that ordinance says that you can have one of two things: you can have either uh, no more than two percent of the total tax for that year, which in 2021 uh, six million dollars was what the tax brought in, and so we're asking for 2%, which is $120,000. So we have a legal basis for asking for the money, and, and uh, we're, we have $60,000 we have been given for the last few years. It's kind of a, a stagnant amount because we can't really go further and do more things that we'd like to do. And so we're asking for that additional 60000 We get money from donations, from estates, from museum admissions, from the, from the special uh, uh, events that we have. And so, actually, I'd like to just uh, talk about one aspect of that, and that is the, our operating budget in 2022 was 189,197 dollars. And so, sixty—you you subtract 60,000 from that, and you have 129,197 bucks we generated from other sources. So, huh. we're, that's a that's a pretty good investment, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, and an indication of the support that your organization has.
1: Correct. And uh, so uh, wisely, the, the uh, council asked us to go before the Financial Advisory Board for that much of, a, of an increase. And uh, I was glad that they did because the, the business people of Glenwood, there are on the uh, Financial Advisory Board, and they recommended that we, uh, we get the 120000 that we be funded for that for the next two years, which we feel will give us enough to really get going where we need to to push this uh, organization into the future. Huh. What what would you like
0: to see happen in the future with the Glenwood Historical Society?
1: Well, there are a lot of things. We'd like to be more involved with the, the city, actual c- the city council, and be more of a partner with them and in a really positive way um, put what needs to be done uh, uh, on the agenda and move forward. And right now we do have that partnership with the, with the engineering department of the city because they were able to obtain 140000 from, from the Federal Land Mineral leasing district and uh we helped them get that grant and so that money's going also towards building a parking lot there at the co and so we, we already have a, a start with that partnership but i'd really like to be involved more with the city council just because i don't think a lot of those folks know that much about history and you don't have to know a lot about history to care about history
0: uh-huh huh. that's really interesting that uh the Coke ovens that you're undertaking that, I think that's really interesting. Well, as you said earlier, Glenwood Springs is not an a historical town. No, it's is not, as it? it? When nope.
1: was it founded? 1885, I believe. Uh-huh. I, you know, dates for a historian. I, I think most people are sort of like me. Uh, uh-huh. The dates don't mean that much. It's the events and what happened. It's the story behind the artifact, not the artifact.
0: Uh-huh. So what's the story behind Big Yampa?
1: Well, you know, that that word uh, has been mistranslated uh, a lot in in different sources. We're we're trying to chase that myth down and get away with it. But just the very name of uh, Glenwood in the original uh, establishment of the town was called Defiance Uh because the settlers knew they were defying the treaty with the Ute people, that they were on Ute land, and they knew it, and uh, they prospered because the Utes were eventually driven out of Colorado. And uh, there they were with a really nice... Uh, amenity of a hot spring Indeed. to bring in tourists, and Mr. Devereux helped help bring that about. So it, it's a rich history in Glenwood Springs, uh-huh. and it needs to be told more. And so one of the other things we'd like to do is get a, a nap together that would you could go to any of the stores, any place that you go to, and it would be a plaque there instead of a instead of a a sign like interpretive sign like we have. Uh, those are expensive, and they they get out of date, and a lot of times you need to replace them. So that's just one of the things we'd like to do uh, in the future. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Interesting,
0: bringing it into a new century. Trying Uh, to, yeah. The new millennium.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. So we're looking for any business that would like to uh, have one of those satellites. Uh, The Women of Glenwood Springs, I think, would be a very interesting a display to do, and I think it would honor uh, the the women of Glenwood, which aren't honored that much. I might might add.
0: Yeah. Well, since we're on that subject, give me a name or two in their story. Well, there's some there's, of the uh, interesting ones.
1: Right. There's a uh, uh, Mrs. Swartz was uh, was the uh, wife of the man who owned uh, the uh, uh, the cemetery, the Glenwood Cemetery, originally, and uh, they were quite active in community events, as were many of the other uh, people that came along that were you know they were look looked to sort of like that they might have been secondary to the story but actually i think a lot of them were primary um the uh uh old lariat bar i don't know if you remember the lariat oh one i one. do well that was originally um a, a cafe that uh was uh, the lady that organized that and founded it was very, very much uh, part of the community. She gave children candy and oranges and things at Christmas, and huh. and uh, helped with, with the poor. And uh, basically, you know, right now uh, that name is right on the tip of my tongue. And we have ghosts that do that every year, and I get up there and help them, and and it just <laughs> it, hopefully it will come back to me in a minute. Here. <laughs> and then we have uh, who stayed here is an, is another story at the hotel. Um, Colorado is uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, yeah. And so that's the story in itself. One of the penthouses at the Hotel Colorado was named after her.
0: And the Hot Springs uh, were founded in the late 1890s? Is that correct? The, the hot, hot Springs, springs
1: Pool? Right. The Pool and the Hotel um, basically were, were built about the same time by Devereaux was part of that. And as long as uh, he was involved, too, the rain, train station was was part of that. Yeah, uh, And you know, also, the, the very founder of Glenwood Springs, uh, his wife was the one that came up with the name of Glenwood because that's where they came uh, from in Illinois. So huh. it's, uh, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Uh, the, the, just the people that founded the town are interesting in what they produced as a result of their pioneering days.
0: I, I always thought it was interesting that Glenwood has been a tourist town about twice as long as Aspen.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was it, it was founded for that. I mean, that's yeah. what it was built on. Not mining. It was built on tourism, thanks to Mister Walter Devereaux. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't always the county seat, but it's obviously the county seat now, right? Right.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was a period of time there where people thought they could have a county seat up on top of the flat tops. <laughs> <laughs> so that in itself is is funny, isn't it? Just yeah, yeah. A, about 18 feet of snow that year, I think, when they decided to do that. They moved the county seat to Glenwood pretty quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, you mentioned that it wasn't a mining town, but <clears throat> there were mines all around. So mining was certainly a part of
1: the tapestry
0: of the history, wasn't it? Certainly,
1: yeah. It was woven into it. A lot of the descendants in Linwood are descendants of the miners who came here, especially yeah. Italian miners uh-huh. who came here. Uh, you know, you've you got people that uh, they carry that name and carry that history, and that's a proud history. It really is. Uh, for coming to this part of the world and and starting anew. And uh, that's where the whole Coke Oven uh, project is involved with, is the fact that the Coke Ovens uh, were here right outside of Glenwood in the community of Cardiff.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember... The the saying that uh, that uh, the Strawberry Days is the oldest community celebration west of the Mississippi or something that's like that? That's what
1: we claim, yeah, and and uh, nobody's challenged us yet, so I think that's probably that? a good thing to stick with, you know. That's really something. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So that's like 130 years or more. Yeah.
0: Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I'm not real good at back-of-the-envelope math. So uh, your organization poised at a pretty crucial point here, and it's important for people to know that the city council is considering this request. Correct. You're saying, again, their meeting is
1: when? Well, they, they meet you know every two weeks, and uh, we, uh, we have to uh, pull together some information for them, the profit and loss uh, uh, sheets and that sort of thing, so that they can see what, what we're looking at. And be advised and informed enough to make a good decision to either follow the FAB board recommendation to fund us or not for good reason. Uh huh. <coughs> seems like it's a slam dunk,
0: but I guess people don't have the same feeling of history they used to.
1: Well, and you know, you, you can't blame them unless, uh, you know, they were really born here or they were, when they were a kid, they really got interested in history. It's not a passion, and uh, you, you can't really blame them because. It's interesting to see the kids come into the museum. You know, the kids twelve and under are free because we just want them to have a really good experience with history. And I can almost tell you the kids that do come in there that are interested in history or not. Uh, same with the ghost walk. Uh-huh. They've got that that spark that they they just really find it fascinating. Uh-huh. Uh, the past, and we try to bring it alive with the ghost walk. Uh, we had tours in the Hotel Colorado before the pandemic. Uh-huh. The pandemic was hard on us like it was a lot of businesses, but we survived. Uh, you know, nonprofit is the worst name you could put on any group because that means you're not supposed to make any money. <laughs> you know, so thanks to the goodness of the city of Glenwood Springs and the chamber, we had money to pay the utilities. We had two um, uh, pay, paycheck loans that were uh, forgiven from, the uh, you know, the CARES Act and all those all that money that came down. So that put us through the pandemic, and it'd be a shame to have survived that and and not be able to, to head into the future like we'd like. Hmm. Are Is Glenwood history taught in the Glenwood schools? Well, we go into the Glenwood schools when we're invited, and uh, certainly that's we know that it is from there. Uh, I, I'm not really sure about the, the curriculum. At one time, I was involved in trying to bring in uh, the story of the Indians in this area into the curriculum and that that just didn't work the curriculums are really tight in the schools nowadays and uh, so I, you know I know a few teachers that they come and bring the bring the kids to the museum and the kids like coming to the museum uh, some of them have been there two or three times and and so we try to take what we know about the history into this the classroom more than uh, probably a teaching of the classroom by the teachers but they do have sessions they teach uh, as a matter of fact, when the uh, when the uh, voting act came up to to allow, I like that word allow. Just just <laughs> yeah. doesn't just doesn't fit allow women to vote. You know, that's that's not the way it's supposed to be. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, and so the kids, they they did a part on that, and we put their displays up when they they came in and helped us to to get that part of history uh, before the public. So yeah. Yeah, we, we like the education aspect of what we do, for sure.
0: I'll bet. That's because that's outreach is what it's all about.
1: Right. It's fun.
0: Especially it's fun. with the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for the last several years, I've been working on several historical projects. One is Mountain Fair 50th anniversary a couple years ago. Right. Yep. And I put together a podcast project for that. And then This I Remember, I don't know if you've been hearing any of the This I Remember Episodes.
1: Well, actually, I I was listening to one when I was driving down the highway to work, and it was Kate, It was me <laughs> being interviewed. Oh yeah, but, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: because you used to be the the
1: local archaeologist, right, for the Forest Service, right. yeah, for a number of years. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting. I thought, don't I think I know that <laughs> it, was, it was actually me. That's sort of Mary, like a, yeah, what was Mary's last name? Mary Ferguson. It? Mary Ferguson. Yeah. See how bad I am with <laughs> names. Mary yeah. Ferguson did that interview, and I thought, well, that guy sounds like he might know something. <laughs> I go, I don't.
0: Actually, Mary Ferguson didn't. It was, uh, uh, see, I'm bad with names too now. Bill, uh, no, no, you're Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, yeah. get it straight here. Let me check my name uh, tag on that, though, first. Okay, yeah, it, that's that's me. But yeah, and, you know, I remember you talked about a lot of interesting stuff. It yeah. was it was the guy who was the head of the archaeology State Archaeology, the chapter of the Colorado Archaeology Society. Where, yeah. yeah. Okay, I it, forgot I about that. I can't remember his yeah, name now. I
1: can't either, but that was, that was a, uh, interesting so, to be driving down the highway. Well, that's sort of like a rock star come. moment when you're driving down <laughs> yeah, and you hear your song on the radio. I forgot about that. You know, say, wow. Did you? Yeah, I really did. I forgot all about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: So anyway, with these, uh, and now I'm working on, you know, Katie and Kate turns 40 in a couple of years, right. a couple of months. couple months wow and uh so i've been working a little bit combing through the archives and pulling out some of the gems of on-air moments and i've come to realize that in a different in a really hands-on way how important history is you can say that but unless you actually experience it in a real way in your own life i think for most people it's just a concept
1: it is, and, and I like to point out to that we have a Roosevelt saddle that he had when he came here in 1905 on the, uh, the famous bear hunt. And he had it made by a saddle maker in, in rifle, and so when he got ready to leave, he gave it to one of his guides and outfitters that he had been with in, on the hunt. And the Anderson family has passed that down, and so we have it on display. And there's a missing um, concho on that saddle, silver concho, it's missing. And one day a guy comes into the museum, and he shows me that. He goes, I found this, and I thought it belonged here. He didn't give it to us, but he, that was like a touch of history back that far because he found it behind the Hotel Colorado. Now, that place has been, it, you know, they had dormitories that have been leveled. It's been, con- been asphalted over. Uh-huh. And still a piece of history came out of the 1905s, and there it was. And I that's what we try to do is make that connection with history yeah. that brings it alive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I imagine
0: that's part of your mission in your community outreach to make that spark happen for people. Exactly. Which is why this meeting is so important for you. Absolutely.
1: You You know, because we're at a crossroads where you can keep that spark alive or we can extinguish it. And uh, and that that would be a sad day in in history, I, I really feel so i think it's really
0: important for listeners to email tell me that email address it's again.
1: uh the city clerk of glenwood springs is ryan muse and it's uh, ryan.muse r y a n dot m u s e at c o g s city of glenwood springs is what that stands for dot u s and uh, we'd really appreciate that ryan has said he had pull all those uh, together for us and then give them to the council so Without that support, then, you know, that's, if, if it's not there, it's not there, and uh, we just move on. Right, uh, right. It, w- would it be helpful for people to attend that meeting physically? Well, you know, I've never been someone to, to, um, mm. to uh, try to overcome the discussion by a bunch of people, especially if they're angry, and we're not angry with anybody, you know? yeah. it's, and we don't want that to happen. Right. But if they're interested, uh, you know, it's a public meeting, and that we'll have an annual report there. So if you want to come, I'd certainly encourage you to.
0: Uh huh. March 2nd.
1: March 2nd, I believe so, on the calendar. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much wow. it. Wow, so coming ju- right up. Just first few, Thursday in, in March. Yeah, March a, is on the way. Look at it snowing out weeks. there, and here we are in February and almost March. Wow, wow. how
0: about that? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, is there anything else we should cover regarding this? Well, if you haven't been to the museum, you need to come, uh, even if you're not from Glenwood Springs, because we do have a lot of stories there. We have a story about the Ute treaties and what happened there upstairs, and uh, we have a lot of displays that will just kind of give you a a push back into history, especially if you're... Old as you and I are, you might even find <laughs> something in there you recognize, you know? How about
0: that? So a block south of the post office on Colorado Avenue?
1: 1001 Colorado Avenue, right on the corner. We usually have our flags out unless it's snowing, and uh-huh. uh, and the hours are from 1 to 4 every day, but uh, Sunday, we're closed on Sunday.
0: Do you have a website for people to we check do. Out?
1: It's gl- glenwoodhistory.com. Okay. Well, I think we've covered things pretty well. Well, I appreciate uh, being here with you today and well, uh, having the tables to.
0: turned on me. I'm happy to do it. And uh, I think this is an important thing. So we should do what we can, shouldn't we? I certainly believe so,
1: yes. I'm trying to find your theme song. It's supposed to come on automatically. Let's see if it's on. But those little buttons there on the on the dash have always confused me um, I don't, and intimidated I don't think that's me. That's your. Is it, da- is theme it Dad song? 3? It's no, Dad dead, won. Dad won, okay. Yeah, let's see. Well, we might have to start humming it. That was, that, that's kind of hard <laughs> to do. Just exactly what people want, right? <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to do Here with Paul go. Winter's music, too. There, but. I found it.
0: Oh, good. Let's go out with this. Bill Kite, Executive Director of Glenwind Historical Society. Welcome to your own show. Well, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it, Luke. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. All right, take care.